This is Mona Lisa Baseball. Season two, we're up around 15 or so. Here we are, uh, recording remotely. We've talked about doing this for some time. About 200 miles apart. Yeah. No big deal. No big deal. Technology. Welcome to the future. <laughs> I'm in it. <laughs> Can't believe this. We're using all kinds of technology to produce this show now. I mean, how do you feel about that? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I got to say it's great. All right, good. I'm, I'm for it. He's for this, the good technology. Mm, I better be careful what I'm getting quoted as saying right now. <laughs> I, I'm accepting of how this is working at the moment. However, I would prefer to be face-to-face, but gas is expensive. Time is hard to come by. And uh, this is our best option currently for current events. Uh, I saw the little list. The only one that I knew for sure would be on there would be the... You sent me the picture. Phone coming out of the pocket. I got a headline for that one. All right. Guy slides into third. He's safe, but his cell phone that slid out of his pocket was out. (laughs) That's a... a cozy little punchline when i saw this uh, news article i immediately was like oh yeah there couldn't be anything more mona lisa baseball than this i wanted to respond to that really bad but i knew it would come up short of all the implications but the main thing that came through to me was can you imagine being a manager and having to deal with that sort of get your head in the game, uh, the potential from the bench to be staying relevant in the virtual world. The fact that it came out of the pocket was indicative of the idea that you could be in the dugout using it during a game, which I don't think has come up in any sport ever that I could think of where you know, you've never seen in a basketball game someone's on the bench uh, looking at their phone. Right. Um, so yeah, I think this is the first sports moment of kind of this cell phone on the field. I guess the thing about it is the fact that it's on the field wasn't even the part that alarmed me. It was what that means. If it's in his pocket, that means it's in the dugout with him. And that was kind of this funny sticking point for me thinking of the manager and imagine, you know, imagine an old school manager guy that's 62 and a real baseball guy. Imagine the disbelief when the guy's thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have to discipline this guy. This is something they never thought would be possible, but yeah. So he did get disciplined. That's the word. Well, we'll take a step back. I mean, maybe he just got confused with all these gadgets they're bringing on the field with him legally. He's got the, the, uh, what is it? The palm armor, you know, the thing that you put on your, so when you slide head did first, you, say you know, palm you got armor. Yeah. It's like a hand armor. They all wear it now, okay. like every single guy, even if they have no intention of stealing the base. Jeez. So, okay. So this isn't a batting glove. This is... No, it's it's like a hard, it's like a steel-toed batting glove. <laughs> Once they get on base, then they put it on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they put it in their back pocket or or maybe they bring it to bat if they're really, you know, feeling like they're getting on base today. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. No, they all, they every single guy wears this thing now, maybe with a few exceptions. And I guess the idea is that if they step on your hand, it's okay. Because you got this armor on. Hmm. And yes, he was using it in the dugout, obviously. Um, Here's a funny note, though. He was called up that day. So that's the phone he got called up on. (laughs) 
God, there's no shortage of jokes. He's probably talking to his agent in the dugout. <laughs> so is there, you know, like uh, phone records you can go through that's proving, you know, was he posting during the game? Has that been talked about? Oh, yeah. No, I, I didn't dig that deep, but that, I mean, that's mm. some sleuthing for you. Like, was he on Instagram? Hey, first day. Oh, I just got called up. Look at me, everyone. Peace. Oops. I guess it's it's some version of the next generation coming up. This is how they play the game. And yeah, we can roll like that. If we want to be posting from the dugout, we will because we're the youth. Can't fight against the youth. So it is illegal to have your cell phone on the field, by the way. This is a On a the rule. field or in the dugout? No, on the field. So you can, the rules don't say you can't have a phone in the dugout. As far as I know, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> but on the field, no cell phones. Because the idea is okay. that they could signal you, they could vibrate your butt and yep. let you know with curveball coming. With the, yeah, curveball coming, right, exactly. Yeah. Because that's so much easier than hitting a trash can. Yeah. Or whistling or whatever it is they're doing these days. <laughs> uh. It's one of those things where... I can think back of the first time that I saw someone on a bike texting <laughs> or on a skateboard or the, actually the best one that, that ever happened to me in my life was I was on a bike ride home in a park and I got cut off by a teenage girl on a horse <laughs> that did not look both ways. And so I got cut off by a horse because the 13 year old, um, was on auto, uh, autopilot. Okay. Hasn't happened to me since. But, you know, it's not really that big of a stretch where... I guess when I saw the picture, it made perfect sense. I almost, I probably almost chuckled and said, wow, at the same time. But it's a sign of the times. It's, it's just nailed sign of the times. I think it's kind of funny. Yeah, I don't think he was sanctioned for it, even though it is against the, against the rules to have your cell phone on the what, field. What would that mean? Like find or something? Oh, yeah, good question. I don't know. They find the team or, um, again, you know, we could have dug deeper on this, but honestly, the picture is kind of worth a thousand words. Yeah, I mean, that's actually, that's well said. I do have a quote. It, I have a quote from the guy, and he's like, obviously, okay. I wouldn't bring it out on purpose. It was inadvertent. No, it was an accident. That's what he said. Yeah, it's... What I love is that it's not an admission of wrongdoing. It's <laughs> no, it's like, just, oh, everyone understands. That I, oh, right. sorry. I'm taking responsibility. <laughs> this happened. I didn't mean to hurt anyone. Uh, no one was hurt by the cell phone. Right. You know, just to get it on the record. Um, this is the Pittsburgh second baseman. Okay. Rodolfo Castro. Okay. So let's make sure we get, we get his name on okay. the record there. Got it. Yeah, it makes me wonder how many other players have had phones in their pockets <laughs> while playing Major League Baseball games. I've never thought of it until I saw that picture. Yeah. Well, I mean, they banned that. That's why they banned the Apple Watches is just, you know, that doesn't slide out oh, your pocket. okay. Yeah, wearing a watch during a baseball game also never occurred to me. Hmm, yeah. I guess that's why they thought they could get away with it because it's just a watch. I got to know what time it is. All the capabilities of any, you know, smart device, cell phone, whatever, you know, does all that. Yeah, so, okay, the Fair Police. Tell me about technology devices on a person. Is there any room for this in the game of baseball? Uh, we talked about this in one of our episodes where in college they're testing out this electronic signaling thing that vibrates, right? So the manager can call the pitch to the pitcher, but the whole right. team knows it's coming, even the location, right? And 
I mean, we're both against that pretty, pretty strongly. I haven't talked yeah, to a single person who's for it. Another thing that you now are eliminating from the game is this beautiful aesthetic that's been happening for a hundred years of the catcher making the finger signals. Yeah. I mean, that's something you never had to question that would go away. Mm-hmm. Now that it's, well, geez, I mean, this almost sounds like we're maybe a few years from just not seeing that anymore. I mean, you said it's being yeah. tested right now. I like to draw the line on like wearable microprocessors. We don't need those in, in sports. Right. I have not mentioned this to a single person who's like, oh, yeah, I want baseball players to have computers on their butts. That's mm-hmm. what I want. That I want more of that. I want to. I want the defense to be able to know where the. Like, no one says that. Um, well, I mean, what do you think's behind it? I mean, oh yeah, I know exactly what's behind it. Well, what manager hasn't at some point gone? I wish I could just let the right fielder know that there's going to be an outside pitch and he should shift. You know, like I just, I just wish mm-hmm. I didn't have to signal to the catcher who signals to the you know whatever, however they do it, right? Like there's, you know, what? I just realized why you're against it because you love the idea of outsmarting oh your yeah opponent yeah yeah in the sports gets and it more. takes away from that yeah yeah it really does yeah it's like why do i have to relay signs to you know that's too many relays and there's too many points of failures and my third base coach is a volunteer guy you know there, i can understand why you'd want to do this on a certain level but in the pros it's like mm, why i mean come on this is your job yeah yeah you got to play the game i think it stinks yeah so i hear the a's stink yeah yeah how bad are they wow because they were losing uh two out of three is it kind of still how it's going oh i got the standings right here um hold on hold on juicy yeah oakland athletics they've won 46 and lost 79 so they're 34 games out uh sitting pretty with a 0.368 winning percentage okay Mm. yeah yeah you're gonna have to get real hot you know exceptionally hot uh, i think it's are there even 34 games left well hey i mean 16 teams make it the playoffs (laughs) that's right that's right everyone makes the playoffs get in the playoffs (laughs) all you gotta do is win 30 out of 35 that's been done that's it has okay you know who's in first place right um let me think about this is so I don't think it would be the Rangers or the Mariners or the Angels. That's your, it's your favorite team. Um, oh, it's my favorite team. It's the Astros. Oh, right. Yeah. That Houston squad. So the last episode of Mona Lisa Baseball was us preparing and then going to an Oakland Athletics game. Ironically. Oh, yeah. I we remember went, it well. We went ironically. And I don't really know how you can attend an A's game this, these days any in any other capacity, but... I have something uh, channel-related information that I think you'll be interested in. All right. I'm putting my feet up for this. What do you got? Yeah. So we posted that episode. Um, It was Mm -hmm. our first episode in a really long time. You had done some episodes with a high school baseball coach, which I thought were the best episodes ever because it really got to the root of a lot of things we were talking about. I really enjoyed those episodes. Well, that's great. It was a lot of fun to record. Yeah, but with that but, ironic Oakland A's episode, we did lose 20% of our audience. Oh, geez. Yeah, a lot of people listened to that episode and they unsubscribed. Unsubscribed. <laughs> yeah, because we were sort of assholes. I think that, well, that's the, well, I have a couple of theories. I think number one, 
Uh, we hadn't posted in a while, so people were like, what's this? And then number two, um, we brought, you know, being a baseball fan, being an ace fan, you know, we were kind of mocking that. We were. Let's, you know, let's get real. We're, we're being jerks. Mocking? And then Man, uh, I don't really feel like we were mocking. Well. But hey, if someone else thought we were, I guess you got to go with it. You know who thought we we were insufferable were the people sitting behind us at the A's game. I don't know how to use the word insufferable. Well, they decided to go sit somewhere else. No, did they? Yes. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there was a group of people sitting behind us. And by the way, we were right on the net. Right on the net. We recorded live from the net. In the episode, I remember they were, uh, you could hear people behind us laughing. I know, but then they're like, we're bugging out. Well, the way I remember it was no one really ever stopped talking. But (laughs) our heads were at least half in the game. Uh... Yeah. No, you wouldn't even give us half. I mean, I'll give you half. I can't believe people unsubscribed from that episode. I oh, yeah. thought it was a lot of fun. 20% of our audience decided that 20%. was 20%? Oh, that's a big pie slice. Well, I had so much fun at the game that if we don't go to another game this year, that could be our last A's game. Oakland A's game. It could be. I think they're going to Las Vegas, no doubt. Sounds like they're going to Vegas. They, yeah. Their attendance numbers are so that it doesn't seem like there's any appetite for uh, Oakland citizens to want to pay for a billion dollar stadium. So you seem like you enjoyed yourself at the game. How would that be for you knowing that across the bay you're losing a sports franchise? I don't care. You don't care? No. Why do you not care? It doesn't matter. They suck. They it doesn't I, matter. Can you hear the desperation, everyone? <laughs> I just don't Can care. Can you hear the desperation? They belong in, in Las this, Vegas. Go in this poor man's voice. How stupid is the Vegas field going to be? What if it's awesome? <laughs> what happens when there's no water? What happens? What when like the water starts running out? Like that's a desert. There's no water in Vegas. There's no. no they there's just no tomatoes. It. There's no avocados that grow in Vegas. All that shit no. gets shipped in. They just recycle their water. <laughs> they recycle Great. their water. Gray water filtered. It's fine. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're gone. So has the stadium been built yet? Do you know this? I do not. So okay, the A's could play in Oakland for another how many just while exactly they built it. Like yeah. the Raiders did. Is that not the saddest thing to ask your fans to come out because you're leaving? Is there any more of like a dick slap in the face? Do you think that's why they just traded away everything and just completely tanking it this year? Because that would make sense from a business standpoint. It's like, hey, we don't care about this new ballpark. We don't want to stay in Oakland. Fuck the Giants. Let's we want out of here. Like, let's go to Vegas. It worked for the Raiders. Yeah, just stink it up as much as possible. Have you heard about like at this point, are the Las Vegas Raiders successful? (laughs) No, I don't I don't care. Can you imagine how hot those football games could be in Vegas if it wasn't a dome? Yeah. What are the A's going to have? Okay, no, back to the original question. No, I guess you already answered it. You don't care. But wasn't it fun going to an A's game? Don't yeah, you no, it was fun. Another? It was fun. I'm glad we brought sunscreen. We did it right. We had... We did do it right. <sighs> I, think I just wish those if, nets weren't. I can't stress how much I hate those fucking nets. So I googled Madison Bumgarner, and the oh, top right. the top result is is Madison Bumgarner still playing baseball? <laughs> Which I think is horrible because yes, he is totally playing baseball. 
he's uh, in a lot of ways at the center of this whole, like, can you use the sticky stuff or not argument? Because unfortunately he has raged out on a couple of umpires who came to do their route inspection on him. It's like, they're just doing their job and he's like, Mm. you know, Mm. being very like aggressive. Well, think about this. If he's, we'll call him 35, probably around 35. So that means he's been playing baseball for 30 years and probably pitching for, we'll say at least 25 years. Yeah. You're right. You're pretty on there. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, I have to be searched in between every inning. Do you know how stupid that would feel? I feel like I know exactly how this feels as a guy who's worked in any other business. You have a new boss who all of a sudden is like digging deeper into your tasks. Yes. Honestly, this is why this does not resonate with me. It's like, oh, oh, people are looking into your stuff. It's like, welcome to real life. Yeah. It's probably just frustrating for him because it's just, it's so disruptive of how things have been going. And as a fellow pitcher, you know, the feeling of throwing strike three to get the third out, how good that feels, how you get to skip or jog back to the dugout, maybe get in the bat. Now, you take that momentum of striking out the final guy. Oh, and I'm on deck. This is going to be so fun. Oh, let's go ahead and visit with the umpire first. Yep. Here's my mitt, sir. Yes. No, that is not my sandpaper. That's my uncle's. <laughs> um, okay. Think about it this way. Do you think this would be good for baseball to make sure that the players on the field are having less fun? I think that's a good idea. What could possibly be fun? See, this this goes this is like the big attack on that like fairness is everything. God forbid people are cheating. It's like it's one of those things where, hey, if someone is gonna scuff up a baseball for the ten pitches that happen before the ball gets thrown in the dirt or there's a foul ball that goes over the net, is that really is that really that big of a concern in the fact that we're playing a game? The fact that, I don't know, baseball just has this strange history of bending the rules. And then when when you get caught bending the rules, you're kind of, you get exposed in a way. Um, I think I (laughs) can't remember if this came up in season one, but there's this clip of Chris Sabo who breaks his bat and gets thrown out. Okay. And then... The announcers are talking about this, that, and the other, and then they go, oh, what's this on the field? Oh, it looks like the umpires are having a little meeting. Oh, I wonder what's going on here. Oh, and you know, it goes on for a few minutes, and then there's the announcer that goes, hey, that bat looks kind of funny. I think he might have been corking it. So then they show Chris Sabo in the dugout pretending that he doesn't know what it is they're looking at or looking for when he knows he has a cork bat. He's squirming. He's squirming like a worm. The whole point of going to the game, the whole thing's supposed to be fun. And I got to say, it's a buzzkill if you have to have your mitt eh, checked every inning. No, I don't think please. it is real world. Come on. I don't, you know, I don't go into work and be, you know, searched every hour. Well, is I mean, it doesn't, you're not, it doesn't bother you if you don't have anything on you. 
I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't want to be searched either, but like, there's a reason why they search these guys. And it's not even every inning, it's just every couple of innings. And it's like, oh, it's, it's not every look, inning. man. I was thinking that it was every look, inning all str- of a sudden. Strike three, you got him. Fucking celebrate, jump over the, the line, whatever. But like, just have the guy look at your mitt and then pump your fist again. Like, who oh, cares? Oh, wow. Do you know how many people in their jobs have to deal with compliance every single day? I mean, like, this type of compliance, when normal people with normal jobs look at it, it's like, all you got to do is let the guy look at your glove. Like, what's the problem? I can't believe you're for this. Uh, well, okay, what do you think about what I'm saying? You you don't think it's a buzzkill is what okay. I'm hearing? Oh, no, no. Here's my angle. All the pitchers have to deal with this, and Madison Bumgarner is being the biggest pussy about it. <laughs> I got to say, it definitely makes me like him more. <laughs> the, the The highlights that I saw... I mean, and that's kind of how he's carried his whole career is, you know, he talks back to batters that he represents that old school pitcher of fuck you. I can hit home runs. Not anymore. His whole shtick, his whole career has kind of been, I'm more badass than you. And he's proven it at times. But who is getting more screwed in entire baseball for baseball going UDH? Who... Who on the planet is getting more screwed than Madison Bumgarner? Yep. Definitely Madison Bumgarner is the most screwed out of the A couple other guys too. Yeah. So from what you know about it, is is that what it is a couple times a game that are getting searched? I think it's uh, like umpire discretion. So obviously- Oh, so they have to be suspicious. Well- Or do they have to search- a pitcher, if they've been out there three innings, is there like a minimum yeah, search I think it's, number? It's, about, it's that. It's like, if you go three without a search, you're going to get searched on the third, but the, the umpire can do it whenever he wants. He feels like it. Or she. This sounds or so horrible. Horrible. It's kind of not a new rule. It's just a... Because this was always a thing that the umpire could do. There was never a time in baseball the umpire couldn't go like, hey, let me look at that cap. Find the pine tar and eject the guy. That's happened in the past. Look it up. You know it. I know it. Dogs know it. <laughs> okay, just answer Just answer the simple question. Why do you like it? Why do you think it's a good idea? Well, I'm not saying it's a good idea, really. Why do you like it? <laughs> Why do I like it? I want all the yes. pitchers to be playing under the same rules. Fairness, please. Yeah. Just, just like, I don't care what, what the rules are, just as long as it's the same for all of them. So if one guy's getting away with using something and other guys feel like they can't, that's a problem. So let's just... It's supposed to be a joyous baseball game. Now it's like, you know, the... um, <laughs> It's like the DUI checkpoint. <laughs> that's never made a party better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm vehemently opposed to this. I think... You're vehemently opposed to the DUI checkpoint? Exact wrong way to try to improve baseball is making it more fair at the risk of making it less fun. Okay. If the players are having less fun, guess what? The audience is going to pick up on that. Well, I agree with that. You're totally right. How much fun was were the A's having <laughs> the game we were at? I think not as much mm. fun as we were having. I think we were having more fun, although the guys in the bullpen seem to be kind of enjoying themselves. And that's one thing we could talk about is... Oh, I'd love to talk about late in the game when I started heckling the pitchers. Ooh. Yeah. When the Astros were actually pitching, not the A's in the bullpen, right? Oh, I I was non-discriminatory when I started heckling the relief pitchers. 
in the A's, like right next to where we were. I saved the vitriol for the Astros pitchers. Yeah. Definitely uh, dismissing the talents of the Astros pitchers. I liked when someone said uh, Altuve is a known cheater. There was something (laughs) that sounded nice about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That made it onto the recording. Oh, yeah. I liked that. A known cheater. I think think when he said it, you laughed. I think that we got a a true-to-form laugh. That was probably my favorite moment mm-hmm. because the Astros uh, aren't, are they're all known cheat. Well, most of them, uh, the majority of them. Oh yes. This, known cheat. It's all making sense. The reason why the Astros are your least favorite team coming from Mr. Fairness Police, this would make perfect sense. Oh yeah. We hate them. Perfect sense. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is they're my least favorite team too, but my main reason is what could be more chicken shit than going from the National League to the American? <laughs> My word. And then, and then what? Five years later? UDH? Mm. Oh, yeah. What could be more artificial than playing baseball in the summertime in Houston? Because it's too hot, too humid. You can't, you have to build a dome. So, of course, they have an artificial team. Oh, yeah, that's well said. It fits them nicely. It sure does. They're one of the many teams that tried to go anti-short porch and ended up shortening their fences after a few years. I know the Mets did this. When they built their new park, it, it was known to be fairly large. And, of course, the knock nowadays is someone won't go to a team with their fences too long because it will hurt their stats, which in turn will not allow them to get a bigger salary. That's right. It's a really bad way to base your decisions on because think about that. Think about the team game that baseball is, you know, lay down the bunt when you need it and all that stuff. The number one thing on your mind is I'm going to make sure my stats reflect better than the baseball player that I am. It's so hurting. That's the driving force, huh? Giants did it. So let's talk about, let's talk about Brandon Belt. Oh man. Don't even get me started. No, get me started. Um, Let's get going. The fact that this person's never lost his job is always astounded. Well, the Giants have not Um, found a better first baseman. And, you know, like he's look every single year. It's like this is his year. This is going to be his year. (laughs) You've actually fallen for that. No, no, I don't fall for that. shit. But other people do. And like, honestly, from a statistics point of view, it does look like that is a possibility because he's streaky and it's like, oh, if he can just figure out this or that and the other, you know, he'd be the best whatever. Right. Yeah. So Brandon Belt got booed. Okay. Why is that? He got booed pretty hard. Why did he get booed? For bunting. Brandon Belt bunted. Yeah. Were they shifting on him? No. Oh, I wish they were, but no. It it was more like this. Okay. It was um it was two outs yeah. though. Okay. Two outs. Whoa. And he was up against a guy who just had his number. We're talking about like Ownage. oh for twenty, you know what I mean? Like this guy, he couldn't see the pitches, so he bunted and he got booed by by the home hometown crew. He got booed. Hometown crowd. So when was it? When he came up next or when he was running? Yeah, I mean, they booed him after he got out. Mm. And um, I would not have been there booing. If someone was booing next to me, I might slap him in the face. Fighting words. Oh, I mean, I don't want to get physical, but like, honestly, 
you're oh for whatever against the guy. You can't. You're not seeing the pitches that night. Maybe he's, you know, who knows what's going on with him. He, he squares up like this is the best he could do. Should they have pinch hit for him? I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the defensive options were that day. Maybe he probably asked to get pinch hit for. Trust me, he <laughs> probably did. Okay, and that was just not an option that night, and he got booed. And I think it's the lowest point in his career so far. It's really kind of sad because this could have been that year. <laughs> well, it's always could have been that year. Been look, year. look, Brandon Bell, yeah, he... no disrespect, but I think this was the lowest point for him. And I just, uh, I don't think it's going to help his game. I don't think he's going to get better from getting booed by the hometown crowd. He's one of those athletes that when he's on, it's, he looks so dangerous and it's really exciting. Yeah. But it's, those moments have been so fleeting. And I'm guessing he's played less than half the games that he could have played in. He's basically hurt every year. Um, he hits some really beautiful home runs. And they're never as many as you want. And he's never as clutch as you want. However, I think he does play a good first base. He does. Yeah. And so with JT Snow and Brandon Belt, that's pretty low production from your everyday first baseman. That's right. In terms of offense. But you got to give them some credit for, I mean, anytime they throw the ball low, Belt's digging it out. That's I mean, true. It's almost automatic. And that's always impressive because that's, <laughs> I always wanted to be better at that than I was. There's not much worse feeling on a baseball diamond as a first baseman, not being able to dig it out of the dirt. And in return, digging it out of the dirt is one of the great feelings because you you know you kind of you lifted up your teammates for that that brief moment like ah, don't worry anywhere you throw it near me i'm going to scoop it up but that sinking feeling when you try to scoop it up and it goes by you and you got to run back and find the ball and hopefully they don't advance two bases that's painful agreed well i mean when you have a left-handed the, first baseman that's something you can build a team around I can't believe of all, this is what basically we're being told. You know, there's something like 60 rounds in every draft. So you think if you have 60 picks a year, a small handful will be first baseman. In these 10 to 12 years, they've never gotten someone better than him. Well, I think they did. They just, they traded him for something else. He gone. I mean, to suspect that there wasn't a prospect in this system that wasn't, I mean, come on. Okay. Okay. So Madison Bumgardner. Um, yes. Have you seen him pitch anytime recently? The only thing I saw was the little highlight when he was yelling at the ump and got tossed. <laughs> That's too bad, man. And he didn't have a very good inning if I remember it right. This is a problem. If, if people are only going to pay attention when someone flips the bat or someone's yelling at the ump, like that's not, I don't think that's good. It almost seemed like when I saw it for the first time, like there was a misunderstanding. He felt like the ump was stepping over the line. Like it wasn't within, it wasn't reasonable for him to be searched is how he was reacting. I think it because the number of times that he's had this reaction, it's at some point you're just like, wow, I mean, this is, just get used to it. You're going to get searched. Like, yeah. just what's the problem? You know, the guys who always throw a fit, they're the guys who've got something they're hiding, right? You know, it's like, that's just basic I don't know psychology. If it's that. 
Yeah, but it also makes me think if you're going to flip out or be really, really annoyed, it's coming from a place of, can we just fucking play baseball? <laughs> yeah. And it's like getting excessively patted down or search where you go, can you just give me my ticket and I can be on my I, way? I just see, I, I, look, I, look, I can't get off this point. I feel like it's an opportunity to be like, hey, what's up, umpire? Get to know the guy. Get a good rapport. He's calling your balls and strikes. Be his friend. Like, don't be a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just see it as, a, as an opportunity to just be like, hey, Bob, what's going on? How's your daughter? Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, check the thing and then go back to the dugout. It takes five seconds. What's the problem? I mean, I get that I it's like a wrinkle in in your routine, but it's just you're on a three minute commercial break anyway. I mean, come on, your <laughs> your job is to go sit in the dugout with a poncho on. Like, what's the problem? Come on, come on. The guy's just doing his job. And you know, it's just... not like the umpire doesn't make the rules. Get mad at the league. Tweet at the league. You want to get mad? You want to have a response? Go tweet at the league. That's something he could do <laughs> that might affect change. But getting mad at the guy doing his job, the umpire, it's stupid. If the fans like it, whatever. I mean, that's some WWE bullshit. That's, uh, I don't think that's... The fans like what? The fact that he, he doesn't like it? The fans are into that? I guess. I mean, like you saw the headline that made news, you know? Yeah, I guess. Okay. This is great. I texted you a couple weeks ago a Sunday New York Times in middle of August... Should be moving into a pennant race. There was not one word, including the sports section, about baseball. Yeah, that surprises me. That surprises you, and that's what you responded to me in the text. Yeah. So um, elaborate on that. Why does that surprise you? Well, dude, the the Mets are having the best year I can remember since I was a child. Oh, sounds like someone is paying attention. Tell me about the Mets. <laughs> well, the reason I'm paying attention is we talked so much before the start of the season. Of the Cohen. Mets. We talked a lot about how the Mets were spending a bunch of money. Yes, making rules for the game. Like lots of money. For the SOB. Yeah, they changed. They, they made a new rule <laughs> for Cohen, the owner of the Mets. They made a new rule, a new right. salary cap just for him because he was spending so much money. There's democracy for you. So you're following the team because of that? I literally Googled the standings uh, you know, twice this year, and I have noticed okay. they're still on top. They're a game and a half above the Braves. It's surprising, but... I think the point was for me, this can't be good. <laughs> this cannot be good for the sport mid-August. The, the New York Times in their sports section has no mention of baseball. I mean, there wasn't even a box score. There was nothing. Yeah, that's it was sort of very telling. What's missing? I mean, I'm sure it goes back to, hey, what, you know, when I was a kid, there used to be stock quotes in the paper. Where are they? And I know you can look up box scores elsewhere, but this is a goddamn newspaper. Buddy. I guarantee you that when the New York Times was in its heyday, the top of all the sports pages were baseball. That was going to be top Absolutely. of the floor. I And mean, to hear that it's I had, not even in there, it's just online now, MLB should be shaking in their boots. Yeah, there wasn't... I, I can't tell if I'm beating a dead horse, but it's there wasn't one article... Not, the word wasn't in the Sunday edition. Yeah, that's the that's the big addition. The Sunday, yeah, the, the that's where Sunday, you write your stories like, about Tatis. And, give us something about the Mets. Uh, it yeah. just seemed the like first a place very, Mets. a very bad sign. Yeah, gosh, 
I mean, if there if there was a canary in the coal mine, I mean, seriously. It would be that. That's a good call. Wow. Media. Well, we're the media now. We're the new, we're yeah. new media. <laughs> we're media. That's right. Yeah. We're not. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was, it was disturbing. That was actually disturbing. And I looked, I looked for a while once I realized, wait a minute, because all the stories were, I don't know if this is what they're going for, but it was more looking for a story versus reporting what happened. Oh, well, they're usually just looking for a story. Yeah. Story trumps truth all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where we're at. Well, not you and me. We're doing this uh, for the love of the game. We know that the Giants fans have booed Brandon Bell oh. for bunting against yep. a pitcher who he didn't know how to hit against, which I I understand. But they're also kind of, I think Giants fans, I mean, they're pissed at Kepler for playing analytics. He's pulled Webb a few times really early and, you know, a lot of people are there. I mean, it's what you would say, like, let the guy pitch. You know, there's a guy in first, there's one out in the six, like, just let the horse Run. Let the horse run. Thank you for saying that. What is the, from what you know or heard, how are the Giants doing attendance-wise? Oh, that's not good either. I don't think you can really? trust any number. They, these guys have been lying about their attendance for decades now. Well, yeah. So I, that, don't, even, I don't even try to look, look at their numbers. You, you, you only can look at pictures and be like, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, the, I think I tuned into a game real early and it was... Uh, yeah, you look know, look the in the seats. fourth inning. Look, look look in the outfield. Right. There's your that's how you know how many people are there. Yeah, well, what is exciting about the way that Kapler manages a team? Nothing. I think w- when I heard that they were going to say screw the unwritten rules, we're we're going for it. Yep. I couldn't blame them. You go, "All right, well, that's kind of <laughs> That's game theory. That is outside the box thinking. You just you're unapologetic. You're going to say it up front. We're going to beat your ass into submission. And there was some interest there. But with that being said, you know, and we've talked about this, but the cool wins. It's Yeah, cool wins. There's certain things that you expect from your ball club and certain things make your experience at the park more fun. And, you know, obviously their job is to win however they think is the best way they can get there. I mean, it's like you're... Expect a reaction if you do things the un-fan-friendly uh, way. And you don't... I mean, an owner doesn't really have to concern themselves with attendance that much because their team goes up in value every year. So it's like coming from every single side where the passion of the sport is just getting drained. There's new holes getting popped into the inner tube with each passing year, each passing season. It's a sinking ship, man. Fuck it, let's go to a fucking game. I was a little surprised there was an exercise bike in the bullpen. No, no, I have no regrets. Trust me. Trust me. So, I think we got our point across. 
You're such a humanist. You go. Okay, this is where it gets weird. You take something that was national pastime, and if you were to actually say that now, it would sound like a joke. 